Wow. She looks pretty. Good. You look pretty good. weekend we know that you did because you were doing what we were doing which was waking up at 3 a.m to watch stranger things waking up at 6 a.m to watch stranger things it was going back to sleep at 7 (laughs) a.m because you're too tired to finish stranger things around episode seven i got so tired my body just was completely draining like so tired must stay awake must continue watching me and my best friend thought it would be okay to take an hour nap at 7 a.m so we could start back up at eight and we woke up at noon i couldn't do it i had to keep going but as soon as it was done i like dragged myself upstairs and I passed out. It was wonderful. It was everything that we wanted it to be. And guys, we will be doing all new episodes coming out probably next week and then every other Monday where we detail the show. But today we have a special surprise drop episode for you. We were lucky enough that we got to speak to Ingrid Michaelson. What? What? (laughs) About her new album, Stranger Songs, which is out now everywhere. If you like cool contemporary pop music with an 80s twist that is based on Stranger Things, then you should listen to this. And if you're listening to this for the first time because you just love Ingrid, then you're still going to love the songs. She does a really good job of making the songs where they could be about anyone or specifically Stranger Things characters. So our fans, the strangers, you're going to recognize instantly people she's talking about and everyone else that's out there that already likes her. Great. We wanted to say a great shout out and congratulations to stranger Hannah Clement. We held a contest for creating show art for this particular episode and she hand drew us a beautiful illustration. which Beautiful illustration. Which if you're listening to this, then you've already seen it because we used it to promote the episode. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and just keep in mind that Ingrid was lovely enough to speak with us via Skype, which is really funny because we both were having connection issues. So you'll hear some jokes about that towards the end of the episode. But if you hear anything drop out or some buzzing or just any kind of ambient noises, that's what it is. I think it's great. I think it's fun. Ingrid, you're amazing. We can't wait to see you in Atlanta in September. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy this episode and stay strange. Congratulations on Stranger Songs. That's pretty exciting. Yes. It was just this crazy idea that I had like a year and a half ago. It's funny because in 2019, in January, I think, one of our news items was that we posted that you were going to be doing a Stranger Things album. So it's really cool to come full circle and get to talk to you about it now. I love that story. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out. I'm so happy you did. Randy, who plays Mr. Clark on Stranger Things, he's a local Atlanta actor, and he posted the amazing press kits that you sent out to everybody. How did, oh my you, God. how did your team come up with those? They're super clever. I don't know if you follow Kim Kardashian at all, but <laughs> no. the two don't always mix Stranger Things and Kim Kardashian, but they do mix in my world. So she did this press kit for her perfume line last year where she had this giant heart-shaped hollow chocolate things and they were you know sprayed with color and you cracked it open and inside was the perfume, which was also shaped like a heart. And it was just really cute. And, and I became obsessed with this chocolatier who made them. Um, his name is Chris Ford and he's in LA and I started to research him and he does these hollow chocolate things that you can crack open. So for Halloween, he had these beautiful black sparkly skulls and you could crack them open with this mallet and it's all this orange and black confetti and candy, licorice and all this cool stuff. And so I thought I want to do that for my record release. I want to send that out to, you know, the cast and to some press. And and I thought, how funny would it be if it was just a giant waffle <laughs> and inside 
inside of it is like some 80s candy, some confetti, and a cassette tape of the actual record. And then it also comes with a custom Walkman and earbuds. And it's just like the cutest thing ever. I had one sent to my house in Brooklyn. And I want to kind of like crack open the chocolate. I want to sort of like cut the top of the waffle off. And then I want to like spray, like shellac it so that it never goes bad. Yeah, and you got to save it forever. It's so cute. The whole kit is so, uh, so adorable that like, so I had one that I smashed up in LA when I was in LA last week because we made a little video for it. But I was like, I don't want to smash the other one. I want to save it forever. It's so cute. Yeah, it was pretty special. It was just just like another crazy idea that I have that actually happened, which is just wild. Now, I've seen a couple people post it now that received it as a press item, and it's pretty magical. Some people take the mallet and they like delicately crack it, like they just want to peel the pieces away. And pe- some people really hammer at it. They really, go, I know, they really go yeah. at it. I think it's, I think you know, it's whatever your it shows your inner child. You know, are you just gonna like jump in, or are you gonna like test the water? But the best part is when people don't know that it's chocolate. They're like, <laughs> is this because it's been sprayed with, um, you know, edible spray paint, I guess, to look like a waffle, so it looks like it's this like tan color. Yeah. So you're not sure what it is. And then they're like, it's chocolate. And it's really good chocolate, too. Well, they're beautiful. I love it. And I, I just saw, I think Shannon posted it on hers. And that's the first time that I saw the tape cassette, the little, the mini player. And I was like, wow, you know, they really nailed it. You can tell that you're a fan of the show. I am. I am a fan of the show. And, you know, I was, I grew up in the 80s. So the show would just, I mean, obviously, you know, because you're a super fan. But there's something about it for me. It just brings me back to like, it's like watching Goonies or E.T. or something that just makes you feel like safe and little and but it's so but it's now, you know, it's something that you're enjoying in real time with all these other people around the world. And so there's just something very, very, very special to me about it. And the way this whole project got started is both my parents have passed away and I was I was sort of writing, journaling, poetry and and I was talking about the Christmas lights and how, and, and when, when Winona Ryder's character is talking to Will through the Christmas lights. And I kind of started writing this poem that was basically like about that, but it was also about me. And when I finished it, I sent it to my boyfriend and I, who, who coincidentally plays Billy's dad. On oh, Stranger he's Things. so good at being so Will terrible. Chase. He's such a meanie. I know, but he's not like that in real life. You know, everyone hated Billy so much. And then when that moment now came on. Yeah. I know they know why because of my boyfriend. <laughs> he was excellent. <laughs> yes, he would love to do the podcast. I'll tell him. So yeah, he what was I even talking about? <laughs> oh well, I, I can tell you because it was one of my questions that I had later. Oh, so I sent about... him. Okay, yeah. So I sent him the poem, and I was like, "What do you think this is about?" He was like, "Oh, it's about your mom and dad." And I was like, "Yeah, but what else is it about?" He's like, "I don't know." And I said, "It's about Joyce trying to talk to Will," and he's like, "That's amazing." And I said, "I think I want to do like." an EP or do a few songs that are like through the lens of these characters. And he was saying that's, you know, it's an amazing idea. And that's how it all started. It just started from this poem about Joyce talking to Will through the lights. I wrote Christmas lights, the song, which is the first song I wrote off of the, off of the whole record. And I wrote it by myself. And that was the launching pad for the whole piece. One of my favorite juxtapositions on the album is between the two songs, Mother and Christmas Lights. They kind of play with each other. And so the first one feels like Will. I mean, it could be anyone, but if you're familiar with the show, it feels like it's Will and he's reaching out to Joyce and that he's scared and he's worried. And then the second song, which you just talked about in depth, Christmas Lights, feels like Joyce's response to him that she understands. And it's a really lovely moment. And I did read an article where you were speaking about, you know, writing Christmas Lights on the plane like you just talked about. And I was curious, how soon after Christmas Lights did the concept for mother happen? 
actually like a good while, which is you would think that I would it would happen quickly, but it didn't. I was writing in Nashville with Katie Herzig and Case and Cooley, who have done a lot of work with me in the past. And we had written a few songs and I Katie had also lost her mom and I just turned to her because we were kind of like in a not a slump, but we were just like, What do we want to write? What do we want to write? And I was like, Hey, do you want to write a song about, you know, losing our moms because of the Will story and the Eleven story because Eleven's you know searching for her mom and basically you know her mom's there but not there anymore and so so the song just formed very quickly but it wasn't a direct response to Christmas lights I wish I could say that it was because that's so much more poetic but it definitely <laughs> came it definitely came later but yeah the two do go together very well. Obviously, as we talked about earlier, you're a major Stranger Things fan, and fans of our podcast know that we call you guys strangers. We always say, hey, strangers. And you said that the show reminded you of your childhood, and I was curious, what specifically about it? Were you, you know, going out on your bike, outing with friends, or was it just how the Duffers captured the nostalgia of the 80s so perfectly? Well, my brother is was basically the same age that the kids were in the first season, and he was a big Dungeons and Dragons kid, and that was like he was that kid and so I was the little sister sort of like wanting to you know oh you were the holly yeah I wanted to be in that world and like I would play with all of his G.I. Joes and Voltron and everything and and yeah I think it's also just like the music and that basement is just like everybody's basement growing up it's just like such a nostalgic I'm a very nostalgic person I just I'm all have always been a very nostalgic person and that show is just like pure nostalgia for me so it's it it hit me at every level and I love sci-fi so it's just like it just was like a perfect combination of just reminding me of of what it was like to be little and and also just like hitting that nostalgia bell so loud now your album has a very dreamy contemporary pop sound but it's got like a nice 80s twist to it i was curious are you a fan of the original soundtrack and did it provide any inspiration while you were writing yeah i mean i love you know forgive me i'm not a good stranger because i can't remember their names but i met the two guys that wrote that write the score oh it's uh kyle dixon and michael stein yes and we just we kind of just had like a like an informal lunch with them my manager and i and they were so nice and so sweet and interesting and yeah their stuff is brilliant and we wanted to sort of touch on that in some moments but we don't want to like shove it down people's throats like this is supposed to sound like the score you know but there are moments where they do a lot of like arpeggiated, like broken ar- arpeggiations. And so we, so the first song in the whole record, Freak Show, starts out with this kind of like broken arpeggio on a synth, but it's in, it's more major. A lot of what they do is kind of this minor, like sort of menacing, sinister sort of key. And so ours is more of a joyful key, if that makes any sense. I've been streaming it for the past 48 hours and I definitely have that vibe. It's like Stranger Things and it's happier moments when something, right. when something positive is going down. That's what yeah, it reminded which they, me of. Which they totally have too in the score, for sure. But like just that opening sequence is so, you know, menacing and ominous. We definitely wanted to capture moments of score. We wanted to capture moments of, you know, we listened to a lot of Whitney Houston. Cindy Lauper. There's this one song by um, Yaz. It's called Only You. Mm-hmm. That is just like 
the dreamiest best song ever so i think we might have listened to that like 50 times on repeat one day and also in the studio kason and katie and i had the show on a loop even though if the sound was off we just had a giant tv with the show going on a loop which was very cool to be writing and watching it actually happening behind you like you said the goal was not to be like it's an 80s throwback but just to have bits of something that remind you of the score bits of something that remind you of when you were growing up if you were growing up in the 80s or or 80s you know like i think jack antonoff does a really good job at that too like or bleachers i should say they do a good job he does a good job of making a record sound contemporary but still a bit steeped in that 80s sound so we were really trying to go for that so i'm glad that it didn't that that's how it resonated with you because that was the plan that was the hope that was the plan yeah, I really dig it. I like it. I think that I, what do you feel about, you know, the fact that you have a pretty substantial fan base right now, but with this album, you're going to be getting a lot of new Stranger Things fans specifically when they listen to this album and they love it, which I'm sure that they will. What would you recommend of yours that they listen to next? Because you have a pretty steep catalog of things. I feel like I don't know actually how to answer that. I think people just can listen to whatever they want. I mean, I would say go backwards, like st- go, to, go to the most recent one and then keep going back because my earlier stuff is is a bit different it's a lot more acoustic i would say so i've been kind of on a slow transition into this sort of a sound for for a while now and when i play live shows i definitely still do like a bunch of acoustic songs by myself and um that's kind of where my roots are you know my roots aren't in beats and tracks my roots are in piano and ukulele and guitar you know yeah um but if people like this record i would say go backwards slowly (laughs) (laughs) Because if, if this is your jam, I don't know if other things would be your jam. But yeah, that's that, that's my recommendation. So in this song, Young and in Love, you have lyrics, it's like the 4th of July in your eyes. And you also have, we can make this moment last all summer long. Were you aware of the summer theme of Stranger Things or was it just yes! kind of serendipitous? No, I was aware. That's why I put that in there. <laughs> Yeah, there. I found that, I forget how I found that out. Somebody in the know told me and I just couldn't tell anybody I didn't even tell the people I was writing with I was like I want to put the fourth of July in this song (laughs) yeah so yes that's definitely an easter egg that was intentional what was the process for writing songs about specific characters I feel like several of the songs could be anyone falling in love or anyone who is mad at someone but I think that you had Steve or Nancy or Jonathan in mind what was the process about those specific songs how did you do that well so like hate you I wrote specifically about Steve because, and the thing that gives that away is in the bridge where it says, I don't care that you call their love bullshit when you're drunk that night. Cause remember when Nancy at the party was drunk and she called, she said, we're bullshit. She I said, totally bullshit. remember that scene. Right. Of course. So, so that song is about him and how the main line in that is, I hate how much I don't hate you because you're like, why is he still hanging around? Why is he still, you know, part of this group of people if he's been heartbroken and it's because he still cares about her and he, and he loves her and he cares about the people around her. And, and so, but yeah, it, I, I never wanted to alienate anyone who didn't know the show or wasn't that for familiar with the show so I wanted to make the concepts broad enough that anybody could relate to them but there are little hooks here and there that tie into a specific storyline just for the super fans to be like oh okay 
that's Steve. I get yeah, it now. Totally. Yeah. I noticed it right away when I was listening to it. I'd be like, oh, I see what she did there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the album really pays attention to the little details. Uh, we talked about the waffle and the press kits, the, the album cover, your pre-announcement where you're kind of dressed in 11 cosplay and the 11 tracks. Even the music videos. <laughs> I watched some of those this morning and they're very kind of like an 80s vibe. Working on this project, were there certain things that you thought you wanted to do specifically for Stranger Things fans or that you wanted to see besides, you know, the, the chocolate ego as a fan yourself um I mean I just wanted it to be like the 11 songs was such a thing for me because I just it had to be 11 songs it just had to be 11 songs and you know my A&R people my management and they were like yeah we totally agree it would be great if we had 11 songs but you know we need everything to be amazing like we I don't want you to have 11 songs on there if there's a couple that are you know not as great basically and I was just like then we're gonna keep writing until we get the 11 songs <laughs> it was just like direly important to me i was like i can't put out 10 songs nine songs i'm like no it has to be like so that was something that i just like held on to so fiercely and i'm so glad i did because it's just like how could it be any other number than 11 it can't be it's just, it's just like it's handed down from the gods like it has to be 11 so i think that was just like the biggest the most important <laughs> <laughs> was that because I thought that would just be really funny for fans to be like oh I see that's really cool so you were saying that you record in Nashville which is only you know about four hours from Atlanta have you had the opportunity to visit any of the filming locations I haven't no I recorded in Nashville and LA and New York those three places no I I, ha I never have I know I want to but I, I just I guess I haven't I haven't reached out or I haven't been invited both of those things have not happened a lot of the locations such as um, the library or Hawkintown Square or Hawkins Lab they're just general locations that are currently they're just there and you can go see them anytime you visit Atlanta and we've been obviously multiple times you should totally go because because it gives you a really, like when you're at Hawkins Lab, you just get the spookiest vibe. Mm -hmm. It really feels like, oh, something bad went down here. And when you're in the Hawkins Town Square, you know, buying things from where Joyce works, from Melvad's yeah. drugstore, it's so rad. So I would That's highly there? recommend that you do it. It's totally there. That is a real drugstore. I think that when we went back a few weeks ago, it was being, like, I think Stranger Things is done with it. And so the town square is turning it into like a CVS. But, um, oh, no. I know, it's so rough. But right next door to it was the radio shack that bob works at but yeah you can go to that whole section and walk around and the community it's really an interesting community they film a lot of movies there because it, it feels like it's stuck in the 80s but uh, i was gonna say there's a radio shack like that there still are radio shacks yeah there was a hundred percent a radio shack there i think it just closed as well but it was there all through seasons one two and three wow. but you should still go i mean it's it's really really cool it's a super fan you can even visit the arcade the arcade is next to the hawkins police station it's like this this town was created for the show it's amazing i mean they're all within a drive of each other like they're not close to each other it would take okay. you a solid like three hours to get around in the city but it's yeah. i mean it's totally worth it and i think you probably have some connections i think someone would let you yeah. check it out <laughs> probably. I would hope. probably probably now some of the songs are based on season one and some are based on season two i'm sure you're just as stoked for season three as the rest of us do you think that you've met your your passion has it been fulfilled with this album or do you feel 
like when you see season three, you might be, I don't know, Stranger <laughs> Songs too. I mean, somebody else asked me that and I was like, no, no. But now I don't know. Like, what if it's the most amazing season and I can do like a little follow up EP? I don't know. You totally I'm going to leave it open just because it's it, it's been such an amazing experience to write from a character's point of view, but then also kind of smush your own life into it. It's just been really weird and fun and challenging and so to say that I'm that I'm not going to do it again I think is I, I don't think I should say that I don't know how likely <laughs> it is but I was it it was really fun it was really fun and really hard yeah um but so fruitful I'm just so proud of it I, and I'm I am proud of my records I'm always proud of my music but there's something about this just the whole rollout like the, everything that that my team and I came up with and just everything I'm just like the my, even our merch our merch is just like so solid and I just it's, it's all thematic it's all related I love a good theme you know so I think I'm just I'm just so proud of it I'm so proud I'm so happy with it we got a lot of questions from fans. I'm just going to ask you a few of them. We got one from Yeet Finn. She says, what was your inspiration for the song Pretty? And note that some of these questions came to us before the album release. Ah. So she might know the answer now. But So Pretty is the moment when they dress Eleven up and they put her in a blonde wig and a pink dress. And then Mike says she looks pretty good because he's embarrassed to say she looks pretty and then she looks in the mirror and she goes pretty good and um i wrote that with sarah aarons and alex hope two female songwriters in la and alex produced it too so it's actually a little bit of trivia on me the only all-female written and produced song that i ever have written so i've got to get working on that and do more of that because that's pretty sad so we wanted to explore the idea of what pretty means and you know pink dress and the blonde long hair and you know obviously in the show she ends up wearing the jacket over the dress and the the wig comes off but it's like what what are are our notions of what makes somebody quote-unquote pretty or beautiful and the idea of power and courageousness and honesty that's what makes somebody beautiful and so that that's where the song came from and that's how it kind of spun out i'm gonna combine these two questions because they're very similar allison allgood and it is isabel say what is your favorite song on your new album and which one were you most excited to record i think my favorite one is christmas lights because I don't know, it was the first one I wrote and I wrote it by myself. And But my favorite one to record and to perform has been Pretty just because it's so satisfying to sing it. It sits in a really great place in my voice. It makes me feel very powerful when I'm singing it. Um, so, yeah. And Upside Down Frown wants to know, what's your favorite 80s song? Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know. Um, well, there, like I did say, there's a Yaz. I think they go by Yazo or Yazoo now, but it used to be just, they used to be Y-A-Z, but it's called Only You. And it's one of my favorite songs ever. It's really simple. It's really beautiful. And it, it was an inspiration for how we produced Christmas lights. Mm. So I'm going to go with Only You by Yaz or Yazo. I feel like they were featured in one of the last seasons of The Americans where he was talking to some teenagers and they were like, this is the new tunes you should be listening to. And that was oh, really, of, yeah. And that was one of the songs. And I was like, that's a great song. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. It's such a good song. Oh, it's such a good song. Janessa J official says, I love Ingrid. Does she need a plus size drag queen best friend forever? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jen. I definitely do. I don't have one. So yes. That's what I said. I said, doesn't everyone? Yeah. Lexi Delcourt says, at what moment did you realize that you wanted to make this album? I think it was when I wrote, I was on that plane and I wrote that poem and I sent it to Will and he, he, um, he confirmed that it was a cool idea because I was like, is this a crazy idea or is this a cool idea? And he was my, he was my, my sounding board. So I think it was in that moment I decided I wanted to, I didn't know if it was going to be a full fledged record, but then when I came up with the, as we talked about before the 11 songs, I was like, well, it has to be a record now because of the 11 songs. So <laughs> I think, yeah, it was in that moment. Emily Stainslav, she says through the writing progress, which characters did you start to connect with that you thought you would never connect with? Well, I didn't expect to write a song about Barb and it just all of a sudden became an important thing for me. I was like, you know what? I feel like Barb never got the story that we all want from her. Like we never, um, we, it was cut so short. Yeah. So we wrote Best Friend because of the, you know, I, I know not everybody shares the theory, but I, I like to believe that she loved, that she was in love with Nancy and, and she basically died for her. I'm very romantic. Um, <laughs> so when we wrote Best Friend, I, I, I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to explore the idea of Barb and give her a little bit more of a storyline here. But I, I definitely didn't exp- I don't even know where that came from in my brain, but it wasn't something that I thought of until we were deep into the writing process. Hey, it's Jen84 wants to know, since you're a big fan, do you collect any of the Stranger Things merch? Well, I have a bunch of t-shirts and I have a bunch of Funko Pops and Pez dispensers, but I'm not a crazy collector of things. You would think I might be, but I'm not. I'm actually like, I don't like a lot of things. So everything that I have has been given to me from somebody who knows that I love the show. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I have this shelf where they all sit. I have a a fan gave me a, um, which I really love. It's like a cross stitch of Eleven with her nose bleeding. Another fan made me a doll, like an Eleven doll. Eleven's definitely my, she's my favorite in the whole show. So people are, have, have on tour. And I can't imagine this next tour coming up. I'm going to get so <laughs> That's so. That was going to be my next comment. I was like, I well, know. you better clear some space on that shelf because I feel I like. Know. I know I'm going to need to get like a little display case or something for all of this stuff that people are going to give me. You know, what's going to be really cool is, you know, since we do this podcast, we have fans of the show and they know we're fans of the show. So we get a lot of art as like, you know, my sister and I do this generally together and it'll be like Tori and I as Steve and Robin from the Scoops Ahoy or, you know, it'll be us as Dustin and Mike out in the field. So I bet you'll start getting some interesting fan art of you as oh. Eleven or as whomever. I hope so. That would be super fun. That'd be fun. I love when people create things when they make things for me. That's my favorite. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be really funny. <laughs> Good to know. So your dramatic tour kicks off September 24th, and we'll come see you in Atlanta on the 27th. That'll be exciting. You know, we'll put the word out that fans should be bringing you some fan art. But I just—that's all I had for you today. I really wanted to thank you for taking the time to talk with us. I was excited when I saw that that press kit that Randy had. I was so jealous. I was like, wow, oh. what is this? What is this magic? I'm uh, sorry. No worries. I saw it with my eyes. Um, okay, good. And I heard your beautiful music with my ears. And it was so lovely of you to take your time to talk with us and sit through the the, the trials and tribulations of Skype. <laughs> Sorry, I figured it out though. So it's good to know that I have it now. Well, I really appreciate you. Is there anything that you want fans to know? I think you covered everything. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Well, I appreciate you and best of luck with your new album. I think it's going to do fantastic and we'll see you in September. Okay, see you then. Bye. All right, stay strange. Bye-bye. Bye. You're not here, but you're here. 
still hear you call like a faraway bird trapped inside of the wall. Ooh, breathing in, breathing out, it's all that I can do. When I'm dreaming at night, I'm just dreaming of you. Christmas time again. Hard for you together. You know I'll always look for you from now until forever. And I promise I'll make things right. But until then, I will talk to you through the Christmas lights. Magic sweet by the phone. I know you'll call back when this home's not a home All the walls start to crack Ooh, should I stay, should I go? I'm so lost without you Listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.